Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, McConaughey here. You are listening to, yeah, and that's probably an ad. <laughs> here on the Ad Week podcast, today we're going to be talking about an ad that I am in and created with the uh, good folks at Wild Turkey, uh, Long Branch. Wonder what if, so we can find out. And I'm David Greiner. I'm the international editor for Ad Week. And as you can tell, we got a very special guest today, Matthew McConaughey, uh, the famed actor and creative director, uh, and uh, so many other titles that we could get out to, but I quickly want to also, of course, introduce our co-host, Shannon Miller, creative and inclusion editor here at Adweek. Shannon, always great to have you. Awesome. How am I supposed to follow that? (laughs) Well, you got to follow it because when we were offline before we got started, David said, this is a contest. It's a test of wills. (laughs) And it is, in fact, uh, while it is not a competition, because we're all going to be winners today, we will be taste testing Long Branch, the wild turkey uh, whiskey that Matthew's been working on uh, and has created some ads for. We'll be talking about it. We'll be tasting it. Uh, Matthew, do you have some with you there, too, or are we drinking? Just, uh, just... I do. I have uh, two two rocks on ice. Nice. I'm going to be drinking neat. Shannon, you got yours handy? I do. Neat and tidy. Neat and tidy. I've got two rocks because the sun has not mm. quite set yet where I am. I'm going to, for the sake of audio here, much like one of the spots in your new campaign, Matthew, I'm going to try to get the audio of popping open the bottle here. Let's see if it works for me as well as it did for the ad. One second. That was nice. That was good audio. Whoa, 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 whoa. The reverberation. Oh, it just got to me over here in Texas. Ah, I just heard it. And I am pouring for our producers in the studio as well. Uh all right, um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot here. This is the first time I've had Long Branch. Oh, that that's so smooth. That is dangerously smooth, actually. <laughs> it, it works, doesn't it? So, Matthew, tell us about this. I've, I've read quite a bit. Of, I'm not like, I mean, I'm a big uh, whiskey and bourbon drinker, but I'm not one of those like uh, dig deep into the tasting notes and all this. But I think Long Branch has a really fascinating story of, of the goal uh, of it. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So I came on and started working with Wild Turkey uh, as creative director and was uh, helping working with writing some of the ads and starring some of them, even directed some of the early ones. And in my back pocket, I always did want to sort of have my have a take at creating my favorite bourbon. And so I'm working with the Russell family. I'm like, oh, okay, I have access for maybe that to become a reality now. And Eddie Russell and I began uh, trying 
different bourbons, different wild turkey bourbons. And I, I don't know all the nomenclature either, but I did know what I liked and what tasted good and what, what I wanted more of and what I wanted less of. And one of the great things about when you're trying to create your, 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 your favorite juice or your favorite spirit, it's not technical jargon. It's like music. So I would just start talking very musically to Eddie, or I would send him, you know, uh, recordings <laughs> or, or some of my best notes, as he said, came around 3 a.m. <laughs> after, after I had tasted plenty of long grant. See, that's when I think I've had my best ideas, too. <laughs> and that's the, that's the great thing about if you're going to go make your favorite spirit or what I, one of my favorite things about making my favorite bourbon here in Long Branch. It's not just a nine to five job. It actually, the job, you get better at your job uh, after the moon has risen higher and the sun has set longer. So I started sharing ideas. Uh, oh, I like this. I wish it had more of this. And I remember one of the big breakthroughs was I was working in Mauritius and it's a big rum island. And obviously rum has a lot of sugar in it and sugar cane. And I remember going like, he would send these testers. Uh, Eddie would send these testers of, of, of juices and what, before it became Long Branch, he was sending it to me and I'd taste and I'd send my notes. And one of these notes, I was like, man, could it be a little sweeter? Could you throw a couple of sticks of, of, of sugar cane in there? He was like, hell no, I can't do that. <laughs> but I think I know what you mean. And what that meant to him was let's go from a six year to an eight year, um, which the two extra years will mellow some of the spice on the end, will mellow some of the hit in the in the third act of when you drink it as it goes in, then it goes up to the roof of the mouth. And then on the swallow, that third act, it mellowed it just a hair. And the two extra years in the barrel gave it a bit more of that sweetness and less of the sort of the, uh, um, the aggressive uh, pop. So that was a big breakthrough. And then I remember I had tried about 88 different little bottles. He'd send like four pints at a time. And it was on my birthday. I was on the, on the, on the river where I learned to swim in, in South Texas with my family, uh, around the campfire with my family. And I tried all four. And for the third one I tried, I was yeah. like, that's it. But I didn't want to say it out loud because I wanted to have my uh, Camilla, my wife, taste it and see what she thought. And I didn't say anything. She had a sip of all four. And all of a sudden she goes, this is the one. And it was the one I had picked. So we got to it over the years and it was really fun experience. I mean, a, a really fun thing. If you're going to make your own, your favorite bourbon or your favorite spirit, not getting it right for a long time is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, this doesn't sound like the hardest job, uh, but uh, no. now, so tell us about the, and I'm just going to admit, I, I had to read up on this to understand. You mentioned in some of the ads about oak, about mesquite, obviously mesquite bringing some Texas uh, to this K Kentucky tradition. Yeah. Tell us uh, what, what that, so that's filtered through charcoal. It's made from uh, the oak and the mesquite. Is that right? Yes. And that's the, you know, mesquite is a traditional heritage wood that we cook with and grill with and it's very hot burning wood here in Texas. It was a interesting and fun way to go. How do we combine Kentucky in Texas? Um, and so it was Eddie's idea to filter it through the, 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 the mesquite. And it's that bit of smokiness that you taste in there that no other bourbons really have like we do. Um, and the combination just worked out well and uh you know finer uh, uh palettes can explain to you exactly what note they taste and when all i really knew is that was that was the taste i liked and and i was like yep 
we have finally made what is now my favorite bourbon on the planet, and that is Long Branch. Oh, that's so great. Uh, so let, let's talk about a little bit about the, the ads. Uh, Shannon, what did you want to know about it? Yeah, um, I really wanted to talk about the creative approach um, to this because as a person who um, defaults to bourbon whenever I'm out or drinking socially, this really felt like a strong departure from the bourbon ads that I'm so used to seeing. Um, this was yep. clearly lighter than what we kind of see pretty often. You're so like mm-hmm. used to like the oak barrels and the the sort of darkened bar and like the prestige. And this was so fun yeah. to watch you push this cart in the field and like literally chase the yeah. party. Was, was the lighter tone a priority for you in the beginning? Or is that something that sort of like sprouted organically? How did that come about? It's become, I mean, it was a deliberate choice we made for these last two ad campaigns. Look, we, you know, we, we started off our campaign, I don't know, almost a decade ago. We had a great story to tell with the Russells. We shot on their property. We, we, we tracked and told the story of the heritage of, of wild Turkey and a, and a family that, that uh, changed by staying the same of uh, a, a society that went through liking real bourbon and then wanting bourbon light. And then when they came out of bourbon light, wanting real bourbon again, and here was wild Turkey saying, we've got plenty for you. Um, we, introduced and reminded it was an introduction and a reintroduction in the beginning of our our campaign we had to 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 to, to reintroduce uh um sort of dust off the bottle for for those who had in, had enjoyed wild turkey in the past but maybe had forgot about it and oh yes it's it's still here that's a true bourbon we had to introduce a true bourbon to a generation who maybe didn't know what, what wild turkey was. So it was between reintroducing and introducing. And doing that, we did want to, you know, every bourbon ad has something to do. It's got wood and tobacco flavors. And you see the barrel and it's it's sunset on the porch. And, you know, but and it, it's sort of packaged like bourbon is a male over 60s drink to have after a hard day's work on the porch mm-hmm. by uh, their self. Okay. Okay. There's comfort in that, but we wanted to expand on that. And as it's become more of a social choice uh, with younger folks, with uh, females, um, we wanted to open our aperture on what bourbon could be and how wild turkey and then even long branch could be a choice um, at the bar socially. So we then second gear of our commercials over the years were to socialize it and make it more be something that is socially chosen and acceptable um, amongst those who go out and, 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 and hang out and go bar hopping, et cetera. Now, when we got to here recently with the wonder what if, as we said again, I mean, look, it's, we're selling bourbon. It's, it's a spirit. This is not the time where we want to create an anthemic, (laughs) (laughs) you know, overly moralized value driven, you know, uh, story, which I've done plenty of those and do some, do some of those with, with other companies where, where it seems like it's the right fit. But this was like, look, let's have fun. Let's get our funny bone here. Let's be carny. (laughs) Let's have a wink and a whimsy. Uh, Let's still have it look and feel like we're selling bourbon, not vodka. Um, which you see in the look and have it still feel like a Western, but let's be playful. Um, and first ask the question, wonder, what if, muse aloud. And then this latest ad campaign, 
the one that where it's coming out now, we said, well, let's answer the question. Let's answer the wonder. Let's give the answer to the wonder what if. Let's have, let's sell the courage to go, go find out, take the risk on that wonder what if that you're having in your life. And that just turned out to be quite fun. We, we, we had, you know, certain vignettes, had 20 of them, shot 14 of them all in a day. Oh, wow. And it was, uh, um, it was, uh, yeah, I guess that probably isn't that. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to continue our conversation with Matthew McConaughey. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, we are back with Matthew McConaughey. Let's listen to uh, to one of the spots, and uh, then we will have even more questions for Matthew. Here we go. Two parts long branch, one part. Yeah. There's quite a lot to choose from here. What would you say was the most fun to shoot? Which vignette, like, is closest to your heart, if there is one? Mm. I mean, the series of the short. 15s and eights where I am pushing the cart going, <laughs> yeah, coming. Thank you. Yeah. Ha! Whatever. Non-verbals and things like that makes no sense, but gosh, I want to be there. And I hope he's bringing me that drink. Those are really fun because that's just me playing around. We had a whole field, we had a cart and the idea of me having this classical cart with glasses and ice and a bottle of Long Branch on it, pushing it through a field without a pathway to wherever was just like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, I don't know where that bar is, but I want to go. That was fun because we got like five spots. We got five assets out of like a three-minute take where I just improved and riffed. Um, So I like that segment a lot. Those assets a lot. I got to say as a whole, as one that we planned on doing, though, um, was what if Long Branch was a horse? And I fancy myself an armchair auctioneer and a sort of, you know, I like to imitate, you know, the people who call horse races coming around the corner, around the old banana on the inside, but don't tell out of it. I I love doing that. And so on the creative call, um. I think I said, yeah, what if Longridge was a horse? <laughs> and I'll and I'll do the commentation, you know, like I'm calling the race. And then settle in, the camera finds me, and it's you see that I'm talking to myself. <laughs> and then I go, Yeah, I'd bet on it. What if there's a horse named Long Branch? 
Long branch out of the gate, into the turn on the inside, detaching from the field. You better bring your honey, because here comes the bunny. Is today going to be his big break? I bet on it. Hmm. That was a fun opening act, middle act, third act, closed little piece that is, as I said, playful, carny. What the heck is that? I don't know, but it was funny. It was quirky. It's not taking itself seriously. And it still kind of has a fun bravado and, and, and confidence to say, and yeah, bet on it. So that was probably my, fa- my favorite ad, my favorite asset that we actually wrote before getting out there to shoot it. So let's talk a bit about Miller Mobley, who directed these spots. I, I'd say maybe a little better known as a photographer, has shot covers of Ad Week yeah. uh, before. And most importantly, for my purposes, a fellow Alabamian, a fellow Birmingham, uh, and owns a pizza shop in Birmingham called Slim's. How did you get connected? I know you've worked with uh, Miller before. And how did you get connected? And, and tell us a little bit about that partnership and what he brings to it. Yeah, so, so Miller... And if you, you know him, he's extremely talented. I, we, we've done uh, photo shoots. We did it. We did a, I don't remember what the cover was, but we did a photo shoot. I was very happy with, I also was very happy with the way he works. It's, it's just easy jazz. It, it's, it's, it's nothing precious about it, but it's like, a, it's like going on a mosey and he's got a camera in his hand and you're talking about the same thing you talk about if he didn't have a camera in his hand as if you really had nowhere you needed to get to in a rush. And we're just going to take a walk together. And then all of a sudden you come back and he shows you four or five shots. You're like, oh, these are outstanding. When did you do those? And that way of working is really fun. And when we were talking about who we're going to get to do the creative and, and, and shoot these, I think it was my uh, um, manager publicist, Nicole Perez, who said, well, what about Miller? Because we were talking about the look and the feel. And we like, everyone was like, that's a great idea. Called him up. He came out. We shot it up uh, uh, north of my home here in Austin in a large, uh, off on a large ranch uh, farm that had one nice tree in the field. And, and we just said, we have very few elements here. We have these this horizon around us, 360 degrees. We have this one lone healthy tree in the middle of this field. And we have this cart with uh, uh, squeaky wheels and a uh, bottle of long branch. And we have me, McConaughey. Okay, let's go play. Um, so all the setups, the reason we were able to get like 13, 14 assets in a day is it was all right there. We were all within it, it, the set was huge, but we were all uh, um, uh, it's all we needed was right there. And we had very few elements and very few props uh, um, that we needed to play with. It wasn't like we'd shoot one and then stop and, oh, let's go reset up for the next asset. No, we've just where's the sun? What are the uh, elements uh, in, in the frame we could use? Um, and we just use them. That's. I love working like that. I, my least favorite thing on any set is the entrances and the exits. The, okay, stop, everyone go back to the trailer. We'll come get you later when you're ready to shoot. No, let's show up in the morning, press record, get creative, come up with ideas on the fly. And Miller's really easy and doesn't make it feel like work at all. And he doesn't make it feel like he's working at all. But yet at the end of the day, the assets and the, the, the film and the shots and the photos he gets are like, that's it. Great job. When did you get those? I love it when they just get caught, um, which Miller's great at just catching me. Uh, tell us about the whistle. Uh, I, I went back and rewatched some of the earlier spots, and it, you really miss the whistle uh, when it's not there. How, how did that uh, get yeah. baked in? 
Well, we're always, and this comes, I've learned this over the years with different ads. I mean, when we made the Lincoln ads um, early on, I did a lot of, a lot of dialogue. As we gained our confidence with those ads, myself and the ad agency and the clients would be like, you don't have to say anything. Boy, and can, I love, can you communicate with a smile? The right timed look, the a nonverbal sound. Um, people, I'm told, and I think it's true, it's fair to say, people, uh, are a fan of a lot of my nonverbals. <laughs> I gotta say, and if I can get something across in a nonverbal in an ad, in a movie, or in life, I, 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 I'd rather I, I prefer that way of communicating as well. I love it. It's almost like charades, and and, and it's, it's not a nomenclature that's bound to any certain text. So I'm musical. I hum. I whistle, and. I put a little, it's a different way of putting a punctuation mark on the end of something. <clears throat> it's the way I always uh, try to get into a musical rhythm with whatever scene I'm doing in any film or ads. Well, the whistle's a bit of that, bit of that sort of uh, um, risque Jiminy Cricket, you know, it's just a little, and all of a sudden you hear it and we go, oh, well, let's use that as a bumper. That's going to be like, where's Waldo? You know, oh, it shows up there again. And it just makes me smile. It made other people smile. It lets you know we've got a light tone. We're swinging from the hip. Hey, enjoy it. We're not taking ourselves too seriously. Let's have fun. Wonder what if. Hey, maybe go find out as well. And approachability is something that I've heard discussed a lot with this with this specific drink. With Long Branch, the price point's approachable. Uh, you know, you're yep. not gonna it's not gonna break your bank to get it, but it it, it tastes approachable. It's something like as we we just experienced. Like I said, this is our first tasting for for me and Shannon, and it's so easy. And so so, tell us about how you you know the the background of that of wanting that to be a big part of the drink, and obviously wanting that to be a big part of the ads. Well, as I said earlier, with the, just the the, the drink, uh, wanted it just because. It was going to be my favorite. We were going to keep making the juice until it was my favorite bourbon on the planet. Doesn't mean we got to jack the price point way up and make it exclusive. So we also, you know, completely redesigned the bottle, the shoulders and hips on our bottle. I'm, I'm a big fan of um, it, the, even the look of the bottle, I believe looks like a much higher price point than the, the actual price point for the bourbon. Uh, and then, okay, there's packaging success, I think, but you still better have the damn product once you open it up and, and it hits your palate. So once we had the, the juice, once we had uh, what we were like, okay, this, this holds up. This is really good. This is my favorite bourbon on the planet. Now let's package it right, but it's not just a, it's not just a, a, a showman's job now. It's just not, not just a marketing job. If we don't say anything, let the juice do the main talking for us. If we don't say a damn word to solicit you to say, hey, try this. When you do alone, will is it good enough for you to go, oh, choice. I would choose this. Well, that's what we that's what we wanted before we ever got to, well, how do we sell it? So it is approachable. Um, it's 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 people that used to only like 
maybe bourbon light, I find like it. People that like a straight 101 proof hard hitting bourbon really like it. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it seems to, to, to be amenable to all kinds of palates. And then as you say, price point makes it reasonable as well. Worth the buck, a lot of value in that bottle. So then we get to the ads again, we're selling bourbon. That's just, it's, it's, when are you having a bourbon? At the end of a great day, out with your friends, when you're having a good time. It's not a, uh, didn't, we didn't want to overthink it or make it too complicated or make it feel exclusive at all. It's a very inclusive drink and our approach to the ads are to say, yeah, I'd like to be there. And my feeling in making the ads is I want to be the guy that I'm like, well, I'd like to be having one with you too. Let's have one. So my, my final question, because we talked a lot about what you are hoping the, this campaign sort of conveys about the brand, this sort of sense of community and, and fun and lightness. I'm wondering, just kind of thinking about sort of the future of bourbon marketing, do you think that there is something new that we could look forward to? Like, what do you think the future of bourbon marketing looks like? The future of bourbon marketing. Now I know why you call this competition. <laughs> <laughs> the future of bourbon it. marketing. Um, you know, I haven't given thought to the overall bourbon market. I we started off with, like I said earlier, what we knew. We had a great story with the Russells, a story that a lot, not a lot of people knew. I had a great relationship with the with the Russells. We wanted to make sure that it was clear that in our relationship and the stories that I helped them tell, that you could see we like each other. This isn't like I got hired and we made these ads and then I come and finally one day met them. No, I spent time with them and their story. And we met on similar values of who we are as people and as men, as fathers and as families early on. So the relationship is authentic. Um, that's been the approach with the ads. Uh, the long branch, and the, these ads are an extension of me and they're an, and, and I'm an extension of them. It, it, I'm not, it's not, if, if making these bourbon ads, if making long branch ads starts to feel like I need to put on a hard hat and go, boy, I really got to go to work. This has really got to be earnest. Well, I'm going about it the wrong way. And I think we are too. Again, we're selling bourbon there it is a community drink it is a time when people want to relax at the end of the day we wanted to sell a sense of adventure and and and, and joy and community and playfulness especially mm -hmm. at these times where we're all kind of figuring out are we kind of how much of a rut are we in as as, as society as america as as uh, around the world Boy, we don't have to. There's enough we've got to, to worry about and try to maintain and get through in the last couple of years that we don't need. I don't I, I don't necessarily want to see a bourbon ad that's trying to tell me I need to do more hard work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the future of it, um, I'll we'll play that as it lays and see how, you know, we always get response. But we follow up. We'll follow up on this ad campaign and see what it was that tickled people, see what people liked about it. I'll internalize that and see where it's synonymous with what people like about me and what they like about uh, the Long Branch bourbon specifically. How is that also synonymous with the Russell family? 
who is the, the, the founders of why we're talking here right now. Um, and I think we have to try that hard. If we just listen and do something that feels do, do, do something that feels authentic, people can smell and taste that. Well, Matthew McConaughey, actor, creative director for Wild Turkey, uh, congratulations on such an enduring career uh, and on creating Long Branch uh, and on this newest campaign. And uh, tremendous thanks for joining us on this podcast. Eh, that's probably an ad. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. This is so <laughs> I love it. Hey, thank you. I enjoyed that, Dave and Shannon. And uh, thank you to everyone for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and the ACAST Creator Network. This podcast is produced by Al Manorino and edited by Lane McGibney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Uh, stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at at Adweek Podcasts. That's at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email. We're at podcast at adweek.com. That's podcast at adweek.com for Adweek. I'm David Greiner, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>